everybody. This is the HP Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from Ansem Phantom. I'm Dustin, still HP's bad boy, here with me, Brandon. Hey, dude. And Ben. Hello. You know, uh, I don't know how to make a podcast without being like, hey, this is a weird situation for everybody, mm -hmm. but I hope everyone's doing okay. Yeah. You know? Uh, before we get into anything, really, I just want to let everybody know that currently... HP's bad boy is wearing a Donkey Kong shirt. Yep. Sweatpants and Crocs. This is my uh, work uniform. Now. I understand. Yeah. But I just want everyone to know the image I see when I look at HP bad boy. You know bad why? Because <laughs> HP's bad boy does not give a fuck. Well, a that's single fuck. Totally valid. Bad boys can well, can be bad in comfort. You know. That's, that's right. That's the, what's important. Redefining the look of the bad boy. Right. Of course. You know. You look bad when you need to, and you relax when you need to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope everyone's doing okay. Uh, things are going pretty well here for us, as well as they can be. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what else. If you're to say listening to that. this in a year, for whatever stupid reason, you would listen to this <laughs> right. in a year. Um, since it's all topical, we're talking about you know the lockdowns, the coronavirus, shelter at home, all that good stuff. Right. So yeah, I just feel like it'd be weird if we didn't just acknowledge. Oh it yeah, at, right off the bat, like. If you're listening right. to a podcast, it's like, Ooh. well, even if you're totally healthy, but you're, you're like sick of being at home. Right. Hope you're doing well. So I hope this podcast can provide someone out there with uh, some much needed entertainment value. Not that you'll need it this week with the fucking doom animal crossing. It's a it's good, a, it's a great time to be alive. It's a good ass week Very nice. for video games as mm -hmm. well. How are you guys doing though? On a, on a personal level, whether it's related or not, I don't care. Tired. Tired? Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, not, not awful. I got to work from home today, which was different. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Work. So that was an interesting experience. There were like some growing pains, but now that I feel like I got it all worked out. Is that going to be an ongoing thing for you? Uh, hopefully. Nice. Hopefully, yeah. I, I I think I will have to pop back in and out at times. but Yeah, I mean, that's pretty normal, but yeah, it's about limiting exposure, not about Totally right. cutting yourself off from right. society. That's just impossible. Right. Yeah. I, uh, Ben, I ate some, some wings mm -hmm. from your establishment last night. Mm -hmm. They were pretty dang good. Were they? Yeah. I actually, you said, you told me about that. What's the flavor? The, uh, habanero. Pineapple habanero. Yes. Yeah. I got that in the beer BQ. Mm -hmm. I preferred the beer BQ. I think I do too. Yeah. Yeah. The pineapple habanero, when they're fresh, right out the oven, right See, in your mouth. You were right though. They they were a little soft when I got home. Yeah, wings in general, no matter where you get them from. Right. Um, we bake our wings at my place, but uh, regardless, if you put them in a styrofoam container and wait 25 minutes to eat them, they're going to get a little soggy. That's yeah. why I told you, like, pop them in the air fryer or something for right. a minute. Yeah. So make sure you're supporting your local business. Go out and treat yourself mm -hmm. some local food, delivery that's, or not, that's whatever. A, that's a... Uh, Prelude to my shout out later. Oh, the shout out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed that <laughs> I rented Neo Two. I uh -huh. told you guys this, and I was like, "Oh, video stores closed. I'm not returning that bitch." Yeah. But then I called. They're still open. They got to make that <laughs> money on that CBD. Yeah, That's Family right. Video. They sell CBD, snacks. porn, and porn snacks, and they rent video games occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. yeah. And but, they have a uh, pocky. They do have Pocky. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's going on? We've got so much news. I want to dive in, but real quick, of course, shout out 
a few different things. First of all, our Patreon, patreon.com slash handsome phantom. You can get this podcast early. Uh, the timing is a little off because we we delayed a little bit because we wanted to get all this new PlayStation 5 info in this show. Uh, so patrons are getting it. It's a little offset. I, we haven't actually talked about the details, but we're right. it'll be posted on Patreon directly once we're finished recording, mm-hmm. recording, which will still be early. It's just not as early as normal based on the circumstances. But you get this podcast early. You get access to HP After Dark, uh, which is our show that we just hit record and whatever happens happens for an hour is a really good time you're gonna coming up to next week probably right or oh week yeah, after maybe? that is coming up soon yeah. so we'll have a new episode of that pretty soon and uh our show the cursed playstation mm. there's a new episode available right now is there yes if you're for a patron pa- for patrons it'll yeah. be live on friday for everyone else this one is a doozy it's a spicy boy it is it's interesting Something. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that. The most sexual episode to date. <laughs> wow. We can say that easily. Is that true? To date. Yeah. Because Uncle Bando in our first episode was pretty sexual. Pretty You're sexual. Right. That's right. right. The coughing. That's right. Yeah. A little co- <laughs> oh, no. This video has oh, new no. context now. Oh, Uncle wow. Bando's coughing yeah. all over the place in oh, the first no. video. This is awareness. Damn. Uh, last but not least, this show is sponsored by Balls Garana. I'm going to tell you guys fuckers something the other day. As we've talked about, strange times. I was feeling sad. Mm-hmm. I think this was like uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Like fuck it, I'm drinking one of. I'm drinking a balls. Yeah, and I did. Good. It was delicious. You should. Mm. So, shout out to balls. Thank you for the sponsorship. Check them out. Let's talk about next gen. Holy crap! We got a whole truckload of info from both parties right yeah. now, from both Microsoft and Sony. Which is why we delayed. If that wasn't clear. Yes. So. Very interesting ways on how they uh, presented this information separately. Uh, Xbox had a big blog post, and they invited Digital Foundry and uh, the YouTuber Austin Evans Mm -hmm. to go check out uh, the new stuff, which I just realized Austin Evans' editor follows me on Twitter. Oh, yeah? I just made that connection the other day. I followed him. We've liked liked each other's tweets, so there's a little little, little HP connection there. sexual tension. (laughs) But... So Digital Foundry, of course, best in the fucking biz when it comes to the technical aspects of games, hardware, all of that. Their videos are, are, are porn, basically, to people like me that love this stuff. I sit down on the couch, you know, maybe wearing less clothing. I just absorb it all. Tissues, lotion. Of course. Right. The nine yards. So... We got the details. We got. Uh, I'm uncomfortable being in this room <laughs> for this conversation. <laughs> we got more details on features, but most importantly, the technical aspects of these consoles. So, uh, you guys, we were talking before we started the show. Ben, you watched a little bit of the PlayStation 5 yes. dump. Uh, did you read on the Xbox stuff at all? Just, I saw snippets on Twitter. I didn't. Okay. Actually, yeah. And Brandon, the, the knows, last uh, seventy-two hours have been a nightmare for me. Right. So yeah, <laughs> of course. And Brandon, you have not I'm seen going, anything. I went dark. So I'm excited. I prepared this specifically in a way that I can present you guys the information and our audience mm-hmm. in a way that is digestible. So I'm sure a lot of them tuned out. Yes. I mean, I tuned out. For yeah. part, I had it playing, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. So. Let's talk about raw specs. What I can tell you right off the bat is that Xbox Series X is more powerful in terms of its GPU and its CPU 
But but the PlayStation 5 has incredible new SSD technology that is going to it's totally crazy. That's a little bit actually that I was able to tune into uh, was the SSD part. Right. And I was like, and there, that's the, what they're leaning on. Yeah, for sure. My mind so, was blown. As far as specific examples, uh, the Xbox Series X processor is a 3.8 gigahertz, eight core processor. It's a lot of cores, dude. Yes. The PlayStation 5, 3.5 gigahertz. So we're seeing, you know, 3.3 gigahertz difference right. in that. Now, here's the thing. I've been trying to do my research about teraflops. Mm-hmm. And teraflops are not a good way to measure power versus one another. Right. So the Xbox Series X has a 12 teraflop process or video. Uh, what's the word on the GPU? And the PlayStation 5 has a 10.28 teraflops. Mm-hmm. So I guess that those are measured based on the processor themselves. So that's why they're not really a good comparison to right. compare like the two consoles right. against one each other, one another. Just knowing how many flops something has doesn't necessarily mean you know how powerful it is based on the other specs. Right. But the consensus is when it comes to those two factors, yeah. Series X has PlayStation 5 beat. Yeah. But let's talk about this SSD. So you guys know what an SSD is. For anyone in our audience that doesn't know, our standard PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, whatever, Mm -hmm. and a lot of computers still run off of hard drives. So there is a physical disk that something needs to move around to read data. Right. SSD technology, this is what your phone has, your iPad, and a lot of computers, laptops now. Thumbstick, flash drive, whatever. Right. Yeah. That's SSD. There's no moving parts. It is Right off the bat, way faster of a technology. Right. Just on the fact that everything is readable at an instant and something physical doesn't need to move around on a disc to find something. Right. So let's talk about the PlayStation 5's SSD. Transfer speeds. So this is how fast it can load information from the SSD into RAM or the CPU, whatever. We're looking at 5.5 gigabytes a second. Which... I don't know how to explain if you don't know how insane that is. I can tell you how insane it oh, is. Okay, cool. The Xbox Series X is also going to use SSD technology. Specifically, this is the latest SSD technology called NVMe. So you can get NVMe drives right now. You can get one. You can throw it in your computer. It uses a, a more modern uh, interface or an I.O. to plug into your computer, but they are even faster than SSDs from the past, from like five years ago or something like that. So, as I said, PS5, 5.5 gigabytes per second. Xbox Series X using the latest, not latest, but their NVMe technology is 2.4 gigabytes per second. Wow. Yeah. That is significant. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's More than half. Yeah. Or less than half. Whatever. You know what I mean. So... Yeah, this is going to make a huge difference. And this is what Mark Cerny talked about in his presentation is that uh, load times basically gone on this system. Things are going to load instantly. It'll go from when you hit X to load in a game to loading into the first level, all of that instantaneous. But it also comes in with how uh, level design works. And this is what I found most interesting and Brandon, you've probably, you know how you'll be in a game and it's like, there's a long corridor 
And right. it's like, clearly the, this is loading in assets. Or an elevator. No, yeah. Right, I'm, an elevator. I mean, I thought um, one specifically that comes to mind is the God of War had a really interesting way of getting you between sections by moving a boulder or walking yeah. underneath a cave or something like that. Just right. something a little bit more cinematic. Yeah. Even if you go back a little further, just because we just recently replayed them and it reminded me, uh, in Bioshock games where you're actually in elevators. I mean, right. there are some actual loading screens too, but in Infinite, I think, um, you're in elevators a lot. Mm. And then the, when you're in those elevators, it's very clear that right. that's what's happening. Because exactly. there's no reason you need to be in an elevator that long. Right. So basically what Mark Cerny was saying is that because of this technology being so fast, it can change the way the developers design their games from the level design to all that. Uh, all the background loading is right. no longer necessary. necessary yeah. It's so fast, even this this SSD technology that it basically can act as like a pseudo RAM for the system. So the system, I think, has 16 gigabytes of RAM. But in a way, it, it's it's so easy for it to load information from the SSD to the RAM mm-hmm. that it's almost like. It's zero, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not zero, but you know what I mean. Dude, you know how much data is five gigabytes? It's a lot. That's a lot of data. At, at a time, you could get a, an iPod with one gigabyte oh, of I data. Oh, I forgot about that. On it. Dude, my first MP3 player was 32 meg. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Four, four or five songs, depending on the length. Now, something that we were concerned about on this podcast was upgradability yeah. of the the SSD in the PlayStation 5. We knew it was going to be a more bespoke system. And basically, Mark Cerny said that right now, there I, I don't know if I saw this as a tweet from someone from Digital Foundry, but currently there aren't S- or there aren't NVMe drives that meet the spec of the PlayStation 5. Right. But there will be by the time it releases. And so And they're th- gonna be hella expensive. Yes. So currently Sony is looking at samples from these manufacturers so they can verify which ones work mm-hmm. in their system. Uh, obviously, this is all, as I said, custom. The I.O., so the way it connects to the system is all special and the way that it reads. All this stuff customized. Xbox, on the other hand, is using more standard NVMe drives. But what's interesting is that theirs, it's normal NVMe drives, but they're using their own custom version of it. Right. Yeah, they look say, like little memory cards. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, what's this uh, proprietary trying to... Cash grab that for themselves. Right. Which I'm sure that it probably goes a little more than just them trying to make it proprietary to make money. I'm sure there's like custom right. stuff in there. It's right. not usable for the masses in their right. PC or something. Yeah. So, yeah, this SSD is a, a pretty big deal. And yeah. uh, that's why, it was, you know, it was the focus. It was the front and center of this no, they didn't. I, I tuned out before I thought he might have said it, but Mark Cerny didn't say anything about uh, hard drive size or anything, did he? Uh, they did. And I'm trying to remember. It's a weird number. It's like 700 some gigs, seven or 800 gigs built in. Now, that doesn't seem like enough. That's what you think. But here's the thing. As far as this technology right now with a hard drive, you uh, with games, for example, they use Spider-Man as an example. Mm-hmm. It needs to load in things very fast because of how big the map is when right. you're flying through. And it needs to be seamless. Right. 
So in order to make those things load quickly, there will be duplicate files on the hard drive. Uh-huh. So, for example, there's like a mailbox. I think that's the example they used. There may be a hundred of those mailboxes, but because the data is stored on different parts of the disk, it wants them to all be in clusters in order to load quickly. Okay. So the so the arm of the hard drive doesn't need to move around as right, much right. To, for quicker loading. Because of it being so fast, these duplicate things won't be necessary. Okay. Now, I don't I can't definitively say how much of an impact that's gonna make on file size, but I would have to assume that they know good and well that they if if it wasn't going to be smaller, they're 700 gigs clearly isn't enough. Right. Right. You have games like Red Dead Redemption, Call of Duty pulling over well over 100 gigs. But I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see more on that at another point. But, you know, maybe if Red Dead Redemption, not talking about, you know, let's say they make Red Dead Redemption 3 and on the PS4 it would be a terabyte. Right. Uh, Maybe on the PS5 it would only need to be 300 gig. Or something. Right. Yeah. Or like you mean instead of a hundred, it would be a like hundred. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. A whole terabyte for Red a Dead. A whole terabyte. That's Red dude. Dead Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. Also, maybe that's just what they needed to keep it at to keep the price effect like cost effective. You right. Know what I mean. Yeah. Maybe that's just you know that's the best they could do. Right. It's it's interesting because one thing that Cerny was talking about was he said that. He, he goes on tours of all the, these different studios and talks to developers to see what their number one thing they want, what they want from the next generation, right? And the number one thing they said people want is SSDs. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing over graphics, yep. over CPU. Games look pretty good right now. Right. Hey, real quick before you move on, there's something yeah. you failed to mention that I okay. think is really important. And that's that, can we all just like eat Mark, uh, Mark Charney's voice? Uh, I think they were going to say his like butthole or something, no. which I'm also fine with that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't, whatever you want to do is fine. I just want to eat his voice. Well, Ben, I, I may have said this on the podcast, and I, I know that I bring this story up often in real life, but it's something I'm so – I treasure is that at Sony's last E3 press conference, uh-huh. potentially of all time. Of all time, maybe. We sat behind Mark Cerny. Yeah. And I felt his, his power within I, me. I actually uh, – reached up and snipped off a lock of his hair <laughs> yeah i, I kind of like did one like try to get a, a smell you know a little, a little whiff of the police of just discerning. bust through the window yeah <laughs> you're under arrest why uh you you stole mark shiny's hair so one other big thing it's that, in the smithsonian <laughs> <laughs> one other big thing that they made a big emphasis on was 3d audio which has been something they've sort of done with PlayStation 5. They had those platinum headphones that had 3D audio or whatever. PlayStation 4, yeah. Yeah, on PlayStation 4. But they were talking about how 3D audio is going to be a huge emphasis, that it makes a huge difference in the immersion of a game. And what's interesting is that they're trying to come up with solutions to provide 3D audio regardless of the setup you have. Mm -hmm. So obviously it works really great with headphones works really great with surround sound systems but they're even working on solutions for like tv speakers right so which is insane to think about right he was saying that right now there's like a sweet spot for where you would sit in front of your tv to get this effect but they're working on increasing that and i imagine your tv will have to be you know of a certain age it can't be like the mega minecraft block one just sitting directly right. on the ground the console yeah <laughs> yeah 
So here's another important thing that was making the rounds about this PlayStation 5 reveal. And I'm going to read this quote directly from the PlayStation blog that was kind of a summary of the whole talk. It says, lastly, we're excited to confirm that backwards compatibility features are working well. We recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles as ranked by playtime. We're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on PlayStation 5. With more than 4,000 games published on PS4, we will continue the testing process and expand backwards compatibility coverage over time. Mm-hmm. Well, what do we think about this? I'm into it. I mean, here's the reality. Most likely, I'm not going to want to play any games that aren't in the top 100 most popular games on the next console generation. Right. Based on the past, based on Xbox's backwards compat, I just know that's me. But... For a society, we live in one, after all, uh, for a society that was expecting to see, for whatever reason, I don't know why they thought that, why anybody thought this, including myself, to see backwards compatibility all the way back to the PS1, it's disappointing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Xbox did that, too, and they're still do- doing it, and I haven't seen people bitch about it too much. Right. You know? Because people don't actually use it. Yeah, I think, it, I think it'll be different with current gen games right. and next gen. Yeah, the the old, old ones. I, honestly, I still think that might be like a, a ace in the hole for launch for the actual reveal. It could be. be like, yeah, you know, I think we need to. How do I say this the right way? I don't want to say give Sony the benefit of the doubt on far, as far as this backwards compatibility with PS4 games. But this type of thing isn't easy to do. And Xbox has had a way head start and has had a focus right. on this. They've been working on it longer, I think. Right. I think we're going to see Sony. It, it, it's going to work with most games at launch. And I think that we can expect a pretty good rollout that within a year we'll be able to pretty much play whatever we want. Right. It just takes time. Yep. Okay. So that's about it for PlayStation 5. I have some things, though on Xbox Series X that are also important. Let's hear it, man. A lot of info here. This is the info dump. I hope I've done a good job. Try- I'm trying to make it concise. Dustin, yeah, man. Dustin, like you're it. a great dumper. I'm, I'm trying to dump You are. Concisely. You can dump on me anytime. Of course. So, Gears 5. This is a game that came out last gen. Something that Digital Foundry highlighted in their thing was that Gears 5 currently running on Series X they already have it running at 60 FPS in 4K with PC Ultra settings, uh-huh. which is pretty crazy. Uh, and they're working on 120 FPS multiplayer mode. But what's important is that they said that they had this port up and running within a week of when they got the hardware. Oh, wow. So they're basically saying, hey, doing these ports easy. is is e- on the easier side. Right. If you know what you're doing. Right. Easy. Yeah. And uh, you can expect a Gears 5 update oh of course uh at launch with series x so here's two things from the series x that aren't in the playstation which is why i wanted to highlight them here and this is directly from digital foundry they said microsoft set up two lg oled displays one running gears ultimate at its native 1080p on xbox one x and just to be clear that game never received an uh an x upgrade Mm -hmm. uh and at a native 4K on Series X, on-screen debug data revealed the amount of rendered targets the console was running at a higher resolution 
along with the re resolution scaling factor and the new native resolution, in this case, a scale of 2.0 and a 3840 by 2160 pixel count. The notion of displaying such a precise scaling factor made me wonder if it could actually go higher, whether 720p or 900p titles could, could also scale to native 4K. What that means is the old games are scaling incredibly well. Right. Like right off the bat. Uh, so that's cool. That's exciting. Your oh, old yeah. games, just not even having a port, at least what I'm just gathering, look better. are just going to look better. Yeah, right. Right Higher off the bat. resolution. Yeah. This is the one that I find the most interesting and the most exciting. I'd love to see Sony copy this. Further goodies were to come, and owners of HDR screens are going to love the second key feature I saw. We got to see the Xbox One X enhanced version of Halo 5 operating with a very convincing HDR implementation, even though 343 Industries never shipped the game with HDR support. Microsoft ATG principal software engineer Claude, uh, Claude Morris showed us how a machine learning algorithm using Gears 5 state-of-the-art HDR implementation is able to infer a full HDR implementation from SDR content on any backwards compatible title. And it's not fake HDR either. Uh, he rolled out a heat map showing peak brightness for every on-screen element, clearly demonstrating that highlights were well beyond the SDR range. Hmm. So what that means, they've developed an algorithm, something. Right that can make games that were not made in HDR, HDR. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. That's insane. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said that's that insane that like work? three or four times. How does that this? even work? Now, Microsoft had to flex. They booted up Fusion Frenzy. This game is 19 years old, and it was running with what Digital Foundry said was convincing HDR. Wow. And up-resed. And they don't use convincing lately, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, Digital Foundry, you can watch their videos. They are not... They're the real deal. They're the real you know? deal. Yeah. So this is incredible to me because I fucking love HDR. That's one of my favorite things about the newer right. features and stuff coming out. So seeing being like, hey, we you can. Have, Dustin has refused to play games before that didn't have HDR. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is funny because it's like uh, I will sometimes like PC ports don't have HDR and it pisses me off yeah. like bad. But so, yeah, that's a pretty neat thing. Okay, I want to summarize everything we've talked about, and then mm -hmm. we can discuss. It's been 26 minutes almost of this podcast, but so much detail. I, I, I'm too excited. Yeah, dude. This is from The Verge, and this is when we're talking about the difference between the consoles. People are right. like, you know, Xbox is more powerful. It's like, but Sony has this SSD. So here's what The Verge said. Sony is using variable frequencies on both the CPU and the GPU, which we'd normally refer to as boost clocks on PCs. It's slightly different, though. In an interview with Eurogamer, Sony a PS5 system architect Mark Cerny reveals the console has a set power budget that's tied to the thermal limits of the system. That means the PlayStation 5 performance will vary depending on how much it's being pushed by games. Sony is hoping that by offering developers less compute units running at a variable clock rate, the company will be able to extract better performance out of the PlayStation 5. The reality is it will require developers to do more work to optimize games for the console until we can find out how it compares to the more powerful on paper Xbox Series X. Mm. So where this ties in, we've seen the images of the weird ass fan. Right. These, the fact that it's basically like boosting all the time yes. as a variable boost all the time means 
it has to do with the heating. And this is where my uh, technical knowledge is getting a little hazy, but it does make sense to me that we can expect some kind of weird cooling system, I think, on the PS5. Well, and if you consider the fact that we got those reports that their their fan was going to cost more than normal, even right. only by a couple dollars or whatever. Could it be water-cooled? Uh, wow. That's I don't think so. I doubt it. Or, you know, like something like that. Yeah. I think that water cooling would be too expensive yeah. for the console. I think they'll probably have to have more fans that are more powerful. Right. I don't think they'll just be able to stick with one. I don't really care how many fans. I just don't want it to be so loud. They actually did talk about the the loudness in a way when they were talking about having it being at variable boost all the time. And right. So that's, again, where it was getting kind of hazy. I'm like, okay, Mark, like you sound good, but I don't know what you're talking about. I want to eat your voice, but. So. Not your butt. That's that's all the info as Damn. far as PS5, Xbox Series X. I'm disappointed that I I just want to know what it looks like. Yeah, so bad. Which I don't. That's the least thing I care about. I mean, I don't like. Gen, like obviously all the specs and stuff are cool. I know it's going to be cool, but I'm just interested now because it's just when are they going to drop it? It's just the anticipation, right? Yeah, the the tech is interesting because uh, Jason Schreier posted a tweet that he has all these connections and stuff saying that certain developers were saying that the PS5 was like the most exciting piece of hardware Hmm. in the past 20 years because of this SSD tech. That's that's saying something. So the impression I get is that I think that these consoles, when it comes down to what you see on the screen, are going to be very similar they're just achieving it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I do think that Sony has a, a, a secret sauce going on here with the SSD that we still have yet to see. Well, they both definitely have things they haven't announced. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, re- even regarding the hardware specifics. Right. Do Connect 2. Connect 2, of course. <laughs> well, connect, it would be Connect 3, actually. Connect 4. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We're running into some fucking trademark shit now, boys. Something. I feel like it's exciting. I posted a tweet about this and I said, what's exciting is that these consoles are different and that's really wasn't the case. Right. I mean, we knew that PS4 was more powerful slightly than the Xbox one at launch. Right. But, uh, they're, they're basically the same. They, they work the same ways. They, they do the same things. Xbox one X had a little more special stuff in there, but these are two pretty different consoles. So, I'm into it. I'm into the idea of just quicker menus in general. Oh, yeah. Right. I think I've talked about this, and I feel like my PS4 gets slower by the day. Well, the reality is it might actually be getting slower. But the other thing is it's interesting because when I first got – when I first upgraded from PS4 to PS4 Pro, I was like, wow, the menu is so much faster. And now I'm like, why are the menus so slow? And I don't think it's that it's that much slower. I think it's just that it's like – I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be neat. I'm excited to see more. I do think it's interesting. One one thing I did want to talk about with you guys is that the the strategy behind these two companies. Mm-hmm. Microsoft did the same type of thing with yeah. uh, Xbox One X right. is that they let Digital Foundry come in and see it and debut everything. So the Sony thing was supposed to be a talk at GDC. Yeah, let's talk about the, the messaging for a minute here. Right. Sony says, hey, they put a tweet. They're like, tomorrow, or it was like two days ago or something. 
So uh, we're going to be detailing the technical aspects of the PlayStation 5. Mark Cerny, check check it out this time. Making it feel like an event. Right. Like saying, hey, come watch this. And then it be, it's a talk that I'm going to say Most. 80% of the audience is going to understand nothing. 50% of the audience is only going to understand some of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, and that's why I said about the messaging, you know, why did you tell your, the, you know, your, your least techie audience who's, who's going to care about this kind of thing to come check it out. And then they, they walk away with a bad taste in their mouth. Right. Because there are a lot of people who I know walked away with a bad taste in their mouth, even though it was exactly what it should have been. Right. It was a talk that was supposed to be for developers and they were just like, Hey, why doesn't everybody watch this? And then everybody watched it and people were like, Oh yeah, PlayStation sucks. That right. was a boring presentation. And Xbox Series X is more powerful right. because of teraflops. Right. So, dude, the flops. Got it. They're important. I, I, that's what I'm hearing. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of a an interesting way to go about it. And you know, it's so. There's so much uncertainty now more than that. Obviously, like we knew nothing about these consoles, or very little a week ago. Right. 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 And now we know a little more, which would clear things up. But now, and this is something I also wrote down, is that analysts are predicting that these consoles are going to be delayed. Yeah. More than likely due to the, you know, coronavirus pandemic ravaging the world right now. So. And the threat of more to come. Right. Yeah. So who knows when we're going to see these consoles? Do you, I mean, I guess, do you think they're getting delayed? I think there's a good possibility. That they'll get delayed. And I have a couple points here. One is that apparently the Xbox website updated it to say Thanksgiving. Right. So there is a pretty decent chance that, I mean, we know they had to have a lot of this stuff ordered already. But there's a pretty decent chance that they had even more of a, a lead time on the production um, before the, you know, the crisis broke out. Um the other thing is that I'm going to stick by my statement. I don't know if it was on the show or some other time that if if PlayStation 5 does still get out this year, and I'm, I'm leaving Xbox out of it entirely because it seems like that Thanksgiving time frame was new information today um, or maybe yesterday. If PlayStation does get out on time, I think we will see severely limited quantities. Mm. I don't know unless they had it in production a lot longer ago than we think. I mean, it has to be in production right now. We, we pretty much know that at least the parts are ordered and stuff. Um, but unless they had it in production a lot longer before we think they did, I don't really know with the way the the global environment is right now how it couldn't be delayed. Right. So one thing, I did see that thing about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they quickly, uh, Larry Herb quickly was like, just so you, uh, that's not accurate. The, the, the slated launch time is still... Holiday 2020. I mean, that is holiday. But yeah, but the thing that I was wondering, I'm like, so why did you make someone at Xbox made this image? Someone at Xbox pushed a button that triggered that image one right. way or another. Yeah. So who knows? I didn't see good old Major Nelson saying anything, but. Right. While we're on the, the topic of the global crisis and video games. Oh. Every time I think of Major Nelson. Yeah. I think of. Uh, uh, was it Major General or Major Larry Platt or General Larry Platt who did a Pants on the Ground song? Oh, yeah. Remember of that? Of course. Yeah. That's fucking I, legend. I think of him. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know why. 
It's so funny. Uh, a week ago, when we recorded a show, everything was different. And now, one of the biggest things of the industry has completely changed. Right. I couldn't even remember if we talked about this last week. Because last week feels like a million years ago now. About what? E3. Oh, yes. E3's been canceled. Yeah. We talked up. about it. I think. We did? I think... I thought, I thought we... It was like it was delayed last week. I don't remember. GDC, I know we talked about at least a couple weeks ago, probably. Yeah. I re- Man, I really wish I could remember. If we- <laughs> That's the problem. I can't remember if we talked <laughs> oh, about wait, it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I remember. We recorded the podcast. We hit stop on the recording. I opened up Twitter, and it had been canceled. Or, like, the Devolver tweet had gone live, like, 30, 30 minutes before yes. that. So it was announced officially the next day. So we didn't talk about it. We talked about maybe about the possibility of it. Right. In relation to like GDC and everything. It's so funny. Uh, Are you kidding me? That was only a week ago? Yeah. It <laughs> wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. The world has changed so much in one week. Right. It's funny when I think when E3 was canceled, my reaction was like, wow, that's that's big and unprecedented. And and then they shut down the schools. And then the whole world <laughs> shut down and right. it kind of made E3 not feel yeah, as like, oh, who cares? as big. Yeah. yeah. Or as like necessary. Right. It, especially now. So what is there even to say about E3 getting I don't canceled? Know. We probably don't need to talk it's been talked to death by this point somehow, but it's really interesting to me that it's interesting to me the timing of it because mm-hmm. it was before even kind of the nation was like it was before the White House announced like you know recommendations for everything and so in one sense it makes me think well I think we dissed Sony a, about a month ago for pulling out of PAX right and now I'm like yeah pretty good idea Sony and your theory of them having some insider knowledge is sounding right a little bit nicer now I was just about to bring that up yeah is that did we talk about that on the show yeah. Okay, yeah, we were like... I swear we did. No, Ben just said something like, maybe Sony knows something we don't. We're like, yeah, well, I don't know, it's possible. Right. So, yeah, it's... uh. They probably have more insight into other countries than we do. Yeah, right, you know? exactly. They have boots on the ground everywhere. Uh, is there anything we else want to say about E3? Is just... Uh... Yeah, companies I mean, I guess are. It is what it is. Companies are planning digital press conferences, so we can expect some kind of E3 week, something in the summer. I don't know what that looks like. E3, uh, the ESA has confirmed they're trying to do some kind of digital right. thing, which these companies don't fucking need the ESA no. to do their own digital thing. No. So the. After I left, and I'm not going to go into the whole rigmarole of it, but after I left here last week and the announcements were swirling and it was the next morning, the Wednesday morning after we recorded that they announced it officially. But after I left here, I wrote up a big piece on not just about the coronavirus and that causing this year to be canceled, but why we need it to continue in the future. Not necessarily in its current form and everything, but it's really important, I think, to the industry at large for, for a physical E3 to continue. Right. It needs to be different. Mm-hmm. But regardless of this year being canceled or not, I think we need it to continue. And I just hope that we don't see it go away. Something will replace it, I'm sure, whether right. it's online or in person. But uh, we need. I think we need a big physical conference like that 
in order for game journalism and stuff to work the way it has been until i mean maybe in another five years who knows what kind of tech we'll have but now it's just i think it's too important i'm not just talking about press conferences because everybody watches those from home already right i'm talking about everything else that goes along with it so for sure yeah it's on handsomepanda.com check it out all right let's move on call of duty Warzone reached six million players in 24 hours when we were talking about it last week on last episode, it was so fresh. It was that day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because I had booted up and played. We had played a tiny bit before. Right. Uh, we had uh, recorded. Yeah. But yeah, six million. Yeah, I would check that because I think they did like a three-day projection or something as well. And it was even more like a, a crazier number. So I would check that. But it's, it's in, especially now. Yeah. It's like. Oh, yeah. Free. Just launched. Perfect timing for them. I mean, well, I saw that since kind of all the lockdowns started, um, Verizon, the internet provider, not the cell phone provider, reported that seven the seventy five percent increase in traffic related to video games. I'm honestly surprised that overall internet infrastructure in the United States has held up. Mm-hmm. I know there's been some problems for people, like right. Boo was having trouble streaming. Yeah, internet was cutting in and out. She was pretty bummed. Yeah. But around here, I haven't had uh, – surely network usage is, is up an insane amount. I would imagine so. Yeah. Here's the most interesting part about all that. All these providers, and I don't know if all of them, but a lot of providers are like, hey, we're relaxing data overages, which basically means the overages we've been charging you are for us and us only. They don't actually mean anything. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. If somebody's downloading torrents 24-7, streaming 4K TV, uh, listening to music, and live streaming all at the same time, yeah, eventually there's going to be a a bottleneck if everybody's doing that. Right. But if they're not going to enforce that on population for a couple months, perhaps... Why? Do they not have that cost anymore? They have exactly. to have that. That cost is already there. I know for our local ISP that initially data caps were enacted because they were having, they yeah. were trying, they only had so much bandwidth. Right. Now, though, which they've gotten significantly larger. They've installed a lot more fiber and stuff like that. Yeah, right. it's supposedly like to keep up with the infrastructure in air quotes. You know, right. Right. Whatever that means. I don't think the majority of people use the amount of data they get from our ISP. Oh, no. So that helps people like the three of us who use a lot of data. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Warzone seems to be a big success. Oh, I yeah. know that Warzone. we've been playing it mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's going to have uh, – I don't know. It's interesting. I'm seeing people that are, like, absolutely in love with it. There's other people that are staunchly against some of the really? decisions. For example, a big thing of contention is the loadout drop. Yeah. And people are saying that when you get later in the game, it becomes snipers. Yeah. And people are getting sniped with it, you know, the uh, thermal scope. Right. And, you know, that that's not fun. I understand that. Some people. I understand that, I guess. But at the same time, I'm like, it's part of the game, bro. Yeah, right. I also, I think there is some good to come out of something like that, though, even if it is more difficult and less accessible for some people, stuff like um, Counter-Strike, insanely hard. What if they, like, didn't make it as hard? Like, they made it way more accessible. I think there's some games that, I don't know, they're just kind of hard. Right. 
real quick, the loadout drop is directly tied to the loadout. It's tied to the game you pay for, right? Yes. So, like, you can't enhance your loadouts. No, you can. You can. You can upgrade your weapons in just in just Warzone. That's the thing, though. Yeah. They won't take out the loadout mechanic. First of all, because it's so in depth, they spend so much time, and people do like it. But right. it is an encouragement for people to buy Modern Warfare. Yeah. Because you can level up your loadout shit of the guns that are in there. Right. Right. But if you want a highly customized loadout, the most effective way to do that is to play Modern Warfare multiplayer. Right. And focus on what you want to get. Well, as a matter of fact, the other day, Brandon was like, I think this particular gun is one of the most effective for Warzone. I was like, I unlocked it, but I've never used that gun. Right. So we went back and played the normal game so I could build up a few attachments for yeah. it. And I think that mechanic, although it could be, you know, seen as a way to entice people to spend money on their game and to get their money. I think it is actually really neat for the people that do do it. Mm-hmm. Do like men do said, do the duty. Do do the duty. Um <laughs> damn. Yeah, cuz it's like you've been playing with this gun and you got all these cool attachments and you know exactly how you wanted it to be and you've been using it for so long and right. you can just transfer that directly over. It's really neat. Okay. I have one more COVID-19 story. There's mm-hmm. gonna, I knew there were going to be a lot of these, but I, I wanted to focus on the, the most crucial ones. This one's from Square Enix. It's a tweet on, the, oh, on their account. My heart hurts. So, Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is a tweet. It says, due to the... Well, it's a tweet of images with this kind of like right. statement. It says, due to the extraordinary circumstances the world is facing with COVID-19 pandemic, we want to update you on how this will impact the forthcoming release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Our priority is the well-being and safety of our fans and customers, taking into account regional government and World Health Organization advice. The worldwide release of Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th will go ahead. However, with the unforeseeable changes in the distribution and retail landscape, which varies across the across countries, it is increasingly likely that some of you will not get hold of your copy of the game on the release date. We are monitoring the situation on a daily basis and working with our partners, retailers, and Square Enix teams across Europe and the Americas to do everything we can to ensure as many of you as possible can play the game on April 10th. We want to keep you updated ahead of the release and intend to post again this Friday, March 20th, with any further news, so please stay tuned to our official channels. For any other questions regarding the release, please contact our Square Enix store customer service teams or your relevant retailer for more information on availability in your region. So, first of all, this sounds like it completely only applies to physical copies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, just buy digital, right? Right. The thing, though, is that the for such a big game like this, a AAA game, there's the regular edition. There's the special edition, and mm-hmm. then there's the special special edition. That's right. a lot of money. For example, I have the the mid tier one pre ordered. Yeah, I got it on a special deal that I got the special edition for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, well, I really hope I get that on release day because I'm going to have a problem then where it's like, well, I want to play this now, right? But I also want this special edition that I have pre ordered, right? So yeah. what do I do? That gets weird, but. It's one of those things where something like this has happened in the past where Amazon gave out they were able to give digital codes to people that pre-ordered. Mm, that's the a slippery game. slope. It is. Yeah. 
That actually happened with me. Um, Although this is these are unusual times. Yeah, so who knows? say these are slippery times, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, our friend Justin. Oh yeah. He pre-ordered Assassin's Creed. Odyssey. The, no, the one before that. Oh, was it the Egypt one? I don't remember the name. Of that one. They they provided him with a code because they thought that his edition wouldn't come on time. Mm-hmm. And then it did the same day. So he gave me the code. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure that cost them some kind of money. Sure. Um, Origins is what it was. Origins. That's right. I'm, I would I would bet because of all the things that are happening right now that you're not going to see a lot of exceptions like that because there is nothing getting to anyone on time. Yeah. I was going to say people are just like, it is what it is at this point. Right. I mean, so. the, the airlines are basically closed. <laughs> like, yeah. Like at this point, it's. Do you guys, do you feel like right now, I feel like at least once or twice a day, I'm like, I feel like I'm living in a fake reality. It is weird. It's yeah, strange. It, yeah. yeah, it is a little surreal. Like, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's reality. I don't know. It, maybe it's just like this idea. Sorry, we're getting off the topic of video games, but I don't know. Whatever. Fuck em. You listen to the show, hopefully, because you think what we talk about is interesting. But I feel like in a way, like... Think about all of the horrible tragedies, crises across the history of everything. Right. The fact that something like this hasn't happened in so long for like, I don't think something like this really happened in my my dad's lifetime. No, really. I mean, it's hard to compare because of the difference in accessibility to news and stuff. We have more accessibility now than we've ever had to reading articles and everything else online. Right. So like it is hard to compare. But the thing that like gets at me and I'm not by any means an alarmist like. Right. I try to be very rational. I think we all do. Even if we take precautions, we try to be rational. But like they close schools down in our state, all of them, and they're base and in other states, and they're basically saying like schools may not resume, we won't penalize people, that kind of thing. Nine twelve, day after nine eleven, I went to school. Right. They didn't close schools. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a more impactful thing happen than nine eleven. In the U.S. Right. as far as the, our way of life. Right. Now, this isn't the same kind of situation. It's certainly a different kind of thing. It's precaution instead of disaster, etc. But it definitely feels different. I told Holly that I felt like I was in a very slow moving 9-11. Mm. Like for me, this is this is getting real personal. But we were recording the Curse PlayStation last oh, yeah. Wednesday. Was it once? It was Thursday. Thursday. Whatever Whatever day it was. It doesn't matter. But at that time, it was serious, but not crazy. Yeah. We had recorded the Let's Play, and I, like, looked on my computer to stop the recording, and I, like, looked at my Twitter, and it was, like... Actually, Holly had called me right when we were done. done. She was, like, so my... I'm not going back to choir rehearsal. She's in a big choir in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. She's, like, not going back. Show might be canceled because they've locked down Austria, which is where the conductor is. They don't know if he's going to be able to get back to do the concert. Also, Tom Hanks has uh, the, <laughs> yeah, has that the virus. That was only a week ago, too. Holy cow. And I was like, holy shit, Tom Hanks. Not Tom Hanks. Dude, you know? right. Now right. Idris. Yeah, Idris Elba. You know? But anyway, I, I looked on Twitter, and it was like, Tom Hanks has it. They have shut down the NBA. They are shutting down this. And it was like, that was the mo- it was like a moment for me where I'm like, this is about to evolve extremely fast. Yeah. When major 
companies like the NHL or the NBA or the MLB or whatever, when things like that that are just profit machines right. start shutting down, they're actually concerned. Right. Now, again, I don't want anybody listening to think this is like catastrophe level stuff, but they're concerned because they don't want it to spread, not because it's, you know, right. that. I don't, I don't want to minimize it, but it's not like it's like there are potential terrorist attacks happening in every city. Right. It's not like that. It's not like urgent, immediate, but it's more preventative. Right. And, but I think, I think those were probably, even at the time when I thought, before I thought this was as, you know, impactful as it is, um, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know that this is as big as they're really saying, but it seems, seems kind of serious. I still was, I, even then I was like, those are probably good moves. Right. And now I'm like, those were very good moves. You right. Know? And I guess the thing that's scary now is that like at the time, even when those things were happening, those don't affect the three of us. Like if the NBA doesn't happen, it doesn't affect the three of us. It, it does a trick, a trickle in a way. Yeah, but, yeah. but now it, it's it affects like me as far as my business. But, right. Yeah. It's like now Brandon's working from home. Yeah. Ben's business is partially shut down. Mostly shut down. Mostly shut down. Yeah. Holly's where my wife, Holly, is, does voice lessons. She's doing those all from home now. That's something we've never done. It's like it's now affecting us directly. And I'm not saying that we weren't concerned before, but it just it's it, different. Now. It causes a different impact on yeah. on the way you view things. Yeah. But I feel today, especially I feel good. Yeah. I think that there's obviously hard times ahead, but we're going to I think the most important make thing is and I mean. For those who don't know, I'm an elected official in our town, so like I have a little more information uh, at any moment than the average person. Maybe six hours after I get it, everybody else has it. But and you know the thing that everybody keeps saying is, you know, don't panic. It's just we're taking precautions. It's like, right? You know, if you're going on a long trip, you check your tires before you go, so you don't have a flat. That's almost like what's happening. Now there are other people getting flats. And people who didn't check their tires are maybe getting flats. And those flats might cause someone to reckon to someone else. So, like, if you, you know, but if you're taking the proper precautions, so don't panic is the real, you know. Right. Don't buy all the toilet paper. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Seriously. What I, is up with I wonder that? when that's going to end. It won't. Okay. So, th- this is really interesting. Somebody was telling me this. I haven't verified it independently, but somebody was saying that they, not recently, this is like a year ago, but they just did it as an experiment to see what would happen. They went into stores and started like certain items. They would buy the majority of them. People were more likely to flock to those items and buy them all because they were almost gone than they would have been if they were fully stocked. The Nintendo effect. And, and the Nintendo effect. So that's exactly what's happening with toilet paper. Yeah. I understand people are staying at home, they're quarantined, they got to wipe their butts, whatever. But the fact that a few people went out and bought all the toilet paper, then makes everyone feel like they need to get toilet paper. Chain reaction. And now me, who is not someone who would go and buy more toilet paper than I need for my household, is like, we're about like we're about out of toilet paper. I, I actually need some toilet paper, and there's people sitting on literal thrones of toilet paper right now. Right. It's craziness. Yeah. I got lucky... And bought the bulk pack yeah. before this shit went down. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, so I got lucky, I guess. We always buy like the bulk pack and it lasts us 
Well, I mean, you know, there's well, four of need, us in the house. If you need some TP, I can well, help you. I can get it for my business because we're not using it there. Right. That's true. <laughs> okay. Let's finish out with this last section here. Well, actually, I have two things, but one will be quick. Leak City is here. Oh, it's Lots time. of leaks. It's time. We're going to rapid fire some okay. of these. First of all, this T- is the Tony Hawk. Hmm? Tony Hawk. Uh, oh, I didn't include that. <laughs> we need to have a mandatory weekly Tony Hawk Pro Skater update. Tony Hawk update. So I, since I didn't have it written down, correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, one of the uh, uh, an artist that's in the soundtrack was like, yeah, we, we're, we, we're licensed out for the new Tony Hawk game. Expected 2020. <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. yeah. So they probably have so much, so much shit. <laughs> Seriously. They deleted the post. So that's yeah. Hilarious. This one was really interesting to me. I just found this out when I was doing the show notes. Uh, Warner Chapel Music, which I don't know what that is. I'm guessing it's connected to Warner Brothers, has leaked L.A. Noir Part 2. Hmm. Did you guys hear this? No. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe this didn't get interesting. So basically, this was posted on YouTube and it's been removed. But it said, you know, there's the little notes. It said provided to YouTube by Take Two Interactive. And that had all the details, the music of L.A. Noir Part 2, 2020 Warner Chapel music released on uh, March 13th, 2020. Interesting. So who knows what that means? I don't know why we didn't see that. Yeah, I don't That's know why. Something I feel get... like we would see. L.A. Noir Part 2. Part 2. Okay. Can you imagine what the teraflops will do for that game? Dude, I, damn. I just want to be able to run pedestrians over. <laughs> Give me the option. I don't like that option being taken away. I'm not saying I'm going to utilize it. Right. I just want the option. <laughs> you don't want to be restrained. Yes. Yeah. I don't care about this one personally, but Tales from the Borderlands could be getting remastered or continued. Uh, there's basically some weird, like, shitty cam footage of something that is Tales from the Borderlands. Mm, okay. So if you're excited about that, there you go. This is the big one. Uh, a website called Jack of All Controllers. I know that website. You do? I do. That's Was that a good or a bad? No. We'll, we can get into that after the show. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they're reporting that Sony is basically buying IP from Konami. Yeah. And this was like a, a, a site called Rely on Horror posted this. And then Jack of All Controllers basically made like a confirming thing that's like, we saw that they said this. We have also heard this. So here's the deets. Castlevania is getting a reboot from Japan studio that they said specifically is going to be in the style of Bloodborne mm-hmm. and the later Castlevania games, the 3D ones. Silent Hill is getting rebooted by Japan studio. Uh, it's called Project Siren. The developers, uh, this is the developers of the game Siren and Gravity Rush. They're rebooting Silent Hill. But in addition to that, Silent Hills is going to be in production with Kojima. And this was other, we had heard this rumor separately as well. Right. That uh, Norman Reedus and Kojima would be working together again on a new project and that it could be Silent Hills. Right. Uh, and it'll make use of next gen PlayStation VR. Yeah. That was an interesting little detail that I had not heard. Uh, sources come from the people that these websites know. And the reason why they posted is that they heard these from sources. And then there was an independent post on 4chan that was exactly what they heard. Right. So that's kind of weird. Also, Metal Gear is in talks. Sony wants to get Kojima back on Metal Gear. I would imagine so. I don't know about this one, guys. 
Do you think they would really sell their properties that way? I think uh, this is what Colin said, so I can't take credit. I think that they would license them sure. to Sony yeah. and say, hey, we don't want to make games, but we're perfectly happy to make money off you making games with these right. and making them console exclusive. Yeah. That's not make that makes sense to me. It's reasonable. Kojima can only be spread so thin. Yeah. <laughs> he is one man. Right. <laughs> you know? No, he is not. He is many. <laughs> Something else, and I can't take credit for this, but it's so profound that I thought it makes sense. Is Kyle Bossman on Easy Allies said, Why would Kojima wanna make, first of all, a Metal Gear game? Mm-hmm. It's like going back to your ex for right. sloppy seconds. Right. And he's selling shirts of his own IP, Death right. Stranding. Yeah. Kojima did not make Metal Gear technically. Right. It's not his franchise. He it's he it's his baby, but right. He didn't give birth to it. Yeah. So I just I don't know. It, to me, it wouldn't strike me, especially with all the bad blood between him and Konami. Right. Why would he want to do that? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't see it either. I'm in though for anything. They said Bloodborne. And so Castlevania Bloodborne sounds that does 10 out of 10. That did pique my interest for sure. So who knows? Who knows? We'll man. see. Who knows? Maybe even uh, what if they said Japan Studio? Technically, Japan Studio had something to do with Bloodborne. I don't yeah. know what I know. From, obviously, From Software was the main developer, but I know I'll have to look up what they exactly did. But what if it was a Japan Software from Software or Japan Studio from Software joint? Bloodborne gameplay, Castlevania, though. It's like the the spiritual yeah. successor to Bloodborne. Oh, right. That, that would be too clean. That that ruffles my jimmies <laughs> in a way that I ruffles can't even describe. Both. <laughs> wow. Wow. Completely. Dustin can't even handle himself. No. I have one more thing I want to talk about. We'll make this show just a little bit longer. Why not? Why not? Fuck it. People need something to do. Right. Game scores. I'm just so excited, and I wanted to talk about these scores coming out. Please do. This is all over on Open Critic. We got uh, four major games. That we are a contributor on Open Critic, but right. not for these scores. Not for these scores, unfortunately. Uh, four games that recently all have their reviews in, and they are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, in, surprisingly, to have this many all at once. So, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, 90. Persona 5, we'll, st- we'll wait for Persona. We'll do these from least to greatest. Or in the Will of Wisp, 90, <laughs> as far as the score. The, your opinion, whatever, but this is the actual hard numbers. Doom Eternal, 90. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 92. And last but not least, Persona 5 Royal, 96. That's absurd. Wow. wow. What, uh, what was Persona 5 Standard Edition's score? Hmm, it's a good question. I think it was in the nineties. I think it was in the nineties, but it's just amazing to me. I wonder how. Mu- Obviously, I haven't played it, but um, I didn't play the original either. What could they have possibly added that would have boosted the score like that much? You know, right? I think that people are kind of a little bit have the wrong impression about Royal because yeah. I've seen people complain like, "Oh, it just has a little bit of extra content," and they're throwing it out. If it's like Golden, I've said this on the show, it's going to be. A significant upgrade right and this is not going to be something you're going to want to miss out on even right. if you played the original game well i mean because that weaves an entire set of dialogue and choices and everything in the game right right it's so complex so it's much more than just 
adding a new character, there's entirely new mechanics going on and interactions. I don't want to speak out of turn because I'm not 100% positive on this, but I'm pretty sure that Persona 4 Golden had an entire huge epilogue Mm -hmm. and not just like a, this is a 10 minute scene that wasn't in the original. It was like an entire gameplay chunk that could have been 10 hours that was not that like completely added a huge section to the continuation of the story. Right. So hopefully they're something like that. Maybe not either way. It's going to be big. Yeah. Persona 5's original score was 94. Okay, so it's not that much different, but still, I feel like two points in the 90s is significant. I wonder how many people have scored 38 critics for Persona 5 Royal. That's way more than I expected. So that's pretty dang good. Yeah. It's a pretty good consent. We can say there's a strong consensus then. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, what, what games are we excited for right now the most? For me, it's Doom and Animal Crossing. Right. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are the two. And I'm usually way more into indie games all throughout the year. I'll play an indie game over something else. Yeah. But um, right now, nothing nothing matters to me more than Doom, and Animal Crossing is close behind. Yeah. Yeah. Animal Crossing is something I've never been into, but I'm actually really excited to pick it up. Um, I think being at PAX, just seeing the setup and stuff really my interest in hearing about it and what the gameplay is like i think it's going to be a unique experience the kind of pick it up every once in a while type of experience and i'm excited to try it out yeah it's so interesting i was thinking about animal crossing when it first came out how um novel the ideas were yeah like i remember someone telling me in this game it connects with the clock in real time, and on Christmas on Christmas Day, Santa comes to your town. Yeah, and that blew my mind. I'm like, "Whoa, Santa!" Right? You know, like. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious to see what what I'm excited about the reviews is that the last few Animal Crossings have been very iterative updates, mm-hmm. which is I think appropriate for this franchise. But they're saying that the the additions to this are very significant, much more than previous Animal Crossing games. Right. So. That's awesome. Oh, just some of the stuff they've shared publicly is, is yeah. Oh, one other game uh, I'm excited for, but I've also been playing, is Twin Breaker. Right. A Sacred Symbols adventure. Um, we got conflicts galore with this. Yes. Dustin works for Colin. I'm running PR and code distribution for the game. So, like, and plus there's an embargo still that, you know, I wouldn't talk about it if I could. But I did have the Platinum on Vita. Um, and, oh, Kevin is writing a trophy guide. He is uh, for it. Yes, I didn't know that. Uh, that just that just developed uh, in the last twenty four hours. Colin is going to love that. Yeah, he's going to really like that. Um, but all that to say, uh, it's a platted that, not a trophy guide. That's the series. Our series of trophy guides is platted that. Right. But um, you know that one's coming out too. So check that out on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I just pre ordered again. Conflicts galore. Uh, so it's up to you right. completely. <laughs> There is a pre-order for the physical edition. I believe if you're listening to this on launch day, today is the or launch or release day of this podcast is the last day. Oh, is it to pre-order? Oh, I need. I to... believe that is tomorrow or for for us right now tomorrow. Oh, I need to. I need to do that. Then. Yeah, uh, I pre-ordered the PS4. Yeah, version. I was like, do I get the PS4 or the Vita version? I don't. I didn't know, but I was like, my collection, my main collection is PS4. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm I'm getting. I think that's where I'm at too. It's a pretty cool addition, uh, and it's a cool game. Yeah. So 
I think we're going to do a let's play or something pretty soon for that. Yes. We're, we'll not be doing a review just because as we mentioned, yeah. the conflict of interest, Most, it does not yeah. make sense for us to do that. Right. But yeah, that's all I have for game talk. So I think it's time to end the show with dreams and shout outs. Mm. So who would like to go first? I'll go. Okay. Cool. Shout out to um, Slivers, dog. Hell yeah. yeah. That's I what I got to say. Hardcore. So listen, I always thought it was some bullshit, my dad walking around with his slippers and stuff. But now, <laughs> you on get my it. own place, I get it. I don't want to wear my shoes, but I want my feet to be warm. Yeah. It just, it makes sense. And now, I bring my slippers to my friend's house. That's a real G move right there. That is. Look, I got my own fucking That's slippers. That's an HP bad boy wow. move right now, there. Now, Incredible. I don't wear slippers. I wear house shoes. Mm. What the fuck? Well, they actually, they have like backs on them. They're not, you don't slide around in them. Oh. But I agree. 100%. Yeah, dude. All I'm saying, the fuzz lined Crocs make great slippers. Yeah, but they always shock you. They do. That is a huge problem. The shock problem. Yeah. So just to describe like the fuzziness in his shoes causes static electricity. I don't know if it's the fuzz or if it's the material. Yeah. The weird material the, that Crocs are made out of shock the fuck out of anything. Oh, like really? seriously, it's I've I've got it down to a science. If I if I'm sitting with my Crocs on and I stand up, I will be fully charged to shock <laughs> anything. But if I take my Crocs off, Dustin fully charged. If I take them off and stand up and then put them on, I'm good. Wow, right? So, dude, you should you should hold a light bulb. Honestly, and stand maybe. up. Wow, yeah. See what happens. That's a great man. idea, actually. So what about the dream? What am I dreaming of? Jeez. I'm dreaming of duty. And I don't even care if we already talked about it. I'm going to keep talking about duty as long as it keeps being good. Hell yeah. And I'm and honestly, I'm very pleased with Modern Warfare. Warzone has been fun. They just added solos mode, which Hell is yeah. really awesome. And um, I'm interested to see how this is going to progress. I'd be, Literally, I'd be really interested in a duos mode because I want to yeah. play with you, but yeah. I don't want to play with a third random <laughs> right. person. No, I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, I, every time I get on and I see a little new icon for the store, once again, tempted all the times. The skins are so cool. They might be expensive, but they're freaking cool and they're tempting. So they're doing something right and I like what they're doing. So For sure. Uh, I'll go. Okay. So... My shout out is a weird one. Or maybe I'll say what I'm dreaming. I don't know. I kind of just whatever. I have two shout outs, whatever. Uh, my first shout out is to a game called Sekiro. Mm. Shadows die twice. And here's why. I actually am thinking about writing an editorial, which is something I I don't know if I've ever written an editorial for Handsome Phantom. I don't think so. But I'm finding an odd amount of solace in playing Sekiro mm -hmm. in when I'm feeling stressed right now yeah it's funny because i've been critical of myself because i'm like you're so stressed out you feel like you can't do anything and there are everyone else you have a job your wife has a job your wife still has two jobs yeah <laughs> your financial situation is barely changing yet you're feeling freaked out right i'm not i wouldn't say i'm panicking i'm just i'm concerned sure. for my friends and, yeah i'm a, i'm concerned for long term obviously this is what everyone's feeling right now yeah but surprisingly, this extremely hard and <laughs> stressful game yeah. has been in a, a total escape for right. me. Unlike other games, because it's like you're either playing Sekiro 
or you're not. Yeah. There's no like picking up your phone during a cutscene or something like you're always on. And it, I've been able to fully escape into it. And it's been like really helpful in nice. a weird way. Now you played it. Maybe you're getting to this, but you played it at launch or before launch even. Right. And now you're playing it again. So right. talk about the difference there. Well, there's a few things. First of all, I'm finding it to be way easier. Yeah. Because I think I've forced my brain to be like, you can't play this like Bloodborne. Right. You, I, I forced my way through it and or most of it playing it like Bloodborne. And I can't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm finding it way easier. The second thing is I installed a mod to let it run at high frame rate. Oh. And I think that makes it a little easier. Yeah. A tiny bit. Because there's, there's a wider window of frames where... Uh, you can block things right. technically. It's a it, like a hair. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's making it a little easier. Either way, I'm finding hey, even if it's placebo effect, it works, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, boss encounters that were taking me literal days to beat. I'm I'm beating in a few tries. Right. So that's pretty cool. Do you think it's that lizard brain kicking in from past experience, or do you think it's like mm. just something's different? I don't know. I feel like something's different, mm. but nice. I don't know. I don't know what my other dream and shout out is other than um, I already kind of mentioned that now my my Holly, my Holly, my wife, Holly does music lessons and she was able to fully flip into doing them online. And most and almost all of her students are like totally cool with it, which was a concern for me just because that's. The way that it works in my mind is that money that she makes from doing the lessons is how I pay the mortgage. Yeah. So there was like a concern like, well, if none of her students want to do online, then I'm going to have to flip around how I do all the money stuff in order to pay right. for a mortgage. Anyway, it would have worked out even if there were zero. But I think I'm shout out to her for adapting, adapting. so quickly yeah. and for her students to being willing to change things up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And as much as you've you've seen panic and people hoarding and doing you know shitty stuff, I've also seen a slew of things on the internet of good things. People sure. doing good in this time of unrest. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm dreaming of an interactive audience. Mm. Now we have a great audience. We have lots of people who come to our site. We have lots of people who listen to our podcasts. We have lots of people in our Discord. Like we've got a good audience. We like them. What I'm dreaming of is an audience that is more participatory. Oh. They interact more. They send us more questions, etc. Um, again, shout out to the you know, or the dream or whatever to the audience we have already for sure. For sure. But I, you know, I just, I thrive on that. I want pe more people to interact with us and stuff like that. So that's an encouragement to those of you who do already that we do notice that we do enjoy that. But it's an encouragement to those of you who don't to be, you know, if you want to be more active, we want you to be. Yeah. We like talking about video games. Yeah, for sure. And we do, you know, just, and we don't know anything that anybody else doesn't know usually. Right. We just like talking about it. Yeah. So, so hit us up. My, uh, my shout out is to small businesses everywhere. Um, right now, whether the business is closed or open, everybody is experiencing like a downturn. Uh, for us in Pennsylvania, for me specifically, I have a, a brewery and we are we were told we cannot open for dine-in service, only for takeout or delivery, uh, which we had never done before. So like we, you know, and a lot of other businesses in our area quickly switched things up and are now only are now doing that. 
Right. Um, but I'll tell you this, it's like, it's hurting pretty badly as far because you still have bills to pay, whether or not you have income, right. uh, just like real life, you know, in your personal life. So my plea is that if you have a small business you like or support to go find a way to support them, whether it's buying a gift card, whether it's, you know, maybe instead of cooking that hamburger helper tonight, you order out, um, whether if it's, you know, buying some merchandise, who knows, whatever it is and whatever, whether your city's on lockdown or not, um, you know, try to support them. Those are real people with real families and real bills to pay, right. stuff like that. So definitely make sure you, um, you do that. You support those people. And I know everybody has like, you know, financial worries to some extent during this time. Um, and the country at large, who knows what's going to happen, but like, you know, your $20 purchase might just make it so that they can pay the electric bill that month. Who knows? Right. So yeah. make sure you do that. That's my problem is that I want to, it's like, it's, it's two good things at once, which is bad. Cause it's like, oh, well I'm helping someone and I get to eat delicious food. Right. Why don't I just do that every night? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought that I was like, I could just, you know, like order from all these places and yeah. I'm helping them out. So why not? I, right. I'm not saying anybody should be fiscally irresponsible, but I am saying right. like, you know, the places that you like to go, you should support them right now more than ever because if you don't, and one just one person isn't going to make the significant amount of difference, I suppose. But if you don't, they whenever this is all over, whenever that is, they may not be there anymore. Right. So support them. Yeah. And if you want to support me in particular, reach out. Yeah. I'll, I'll sell you something buy, online. Buy some merch. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, we had talked about how I got some wings from your yeah. place last night. And I'm like, I know that Ben has a better profit on beer. I just don't want beer right now. Right. But I'm going to buy some fucking wings. Yeah, dude. Anything helps, right? Yeah. Your dad, who lives multiple states away, you know, your parents, right. uh, since before day one, have before I even knew you or them, right. have been big supporters of my business. And, and so have you guys. And your dad, the other night, ordered a gift card. Because he knows eventually he's going to be up here visiting. Right. And he's going to come. And, yeah, we won't get the money then. You know, he's already spent it now, but it helps us now be able to pay our electric bill. Right. Whereas then we'll probably have other income and revenue. So, like, buying a gift card for a place you normally go that you're not going to go right now, but you're you're going to go there in the future. Right. Um, that's, that's helpful just to be able to make the, the bill payments, you know. For sure. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm, I'm getting, he, they were very insistent to me. They were like, when has Ben, how can I buy a gift card? Will you go buy a gift card? They were like very <laughs> insistent about this gift card thing. I was no, like, they, they, they definitely hooked us up. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess we should, we can end it there. So, yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening again. We hope you're well and staying safe and not panicking. Yeah. And while you're all trapped in our house, in your houses, be more interactive with us. Right. You know? Check out our, our YouTube channel. Yeah. There's lots of content. There's all the pack stuff there. Also, you may have noticed this already. Our PAX panel is on this feed right now. Yes. So you can either listen to it right here on wherever you're listening to this, or you can watch the video over on YouTube. Right. So that's available if you'd like. It's just 55 minutes of us chatting about Bioshock. Right. And I, this is, I made a distinction in the video and on the audio. The first like two or three minutes, I get, it might be even less than that. First like minute, two minute. Yeah. Uh, are really bad, like not horrendous. You can hear the what's audio, saying. You mean? Yeah, the yeah. audio. 
audio is really bad. The sound guy was inept, inept. Yes. But we got it worked out. And yeah. so most of it is perfectly fine. So yeah. if you start listening, then it'll keep listening. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. See ya. Handsome Phantom and the HP Podcasts are fan-funded at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Garrett Morlang, Jared Cavaliero, Ben, and Jason Cannon.